Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're going to be shifting gears today into a new section of Scripture teaching about prophecy. So far, we've covered 1st and 2nd Thessalonians along with Romans chapter 11. And with that, some of the topics we've hit, the rapture, the second coming, the antichrist or the man of sin, the restrainer, the great apostasy, the regathering of the Jews in the end times. That's quite a mouthful of topics we've already gone over. Now, starting with this episode, we're launching a study in the Olivet Discourse, and you should be familiar with that term, Olivet Discourse. It refers to the Mount of Olives. Towards the end of Jesus's three-year ministry, he was in Jerusalem and kind of went between the temple area in Jerusalem and then went slightly outside of the city to the Mount of Olives, and there he gave teaching on the end times to his disciples and hence discourse. Discourse is a collection of Jesus's teachings. So the Olivet Discourse is Jesus's teaching on the Mount of Olives about the end times. Now, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, there are three key passages that record this teaching. They're similar, but have some minor but important differences. And here are the three chapters that you really want to become familiar with. First is Matthew 24. The second is Mark 13. The third is Luke 21, the namesake of this radio show. Now, let me tell you how to get the most out of this series to maximize your learning. If you will take the time to learn the content of these three chapters, in other words, read them slowly, several times going back over them so that you have a real good idea of what the scriptures say. My job as your host here is then to share with you the meaning and application of what you've read. That's the way to maximize your learning here. Now, why do I emphasize this? Well, none other than Pope Benedict XVI said this in his award-winning book, Jesus of Nazareth, the second volume, he called these three passages that I've just shared with you the most difficult portions of the Gospels to interpret, okay? In other words, they're hard. And so you don't just sit there listening to me and just become totally lost. If you familiarize yourself with just these three chapters, again, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, you will be well on your way then to learning the meaning. But if you don't know the content, the meaning will just have nothing to rest on, and you'll kind of be left where we were as we began this study. Now, I'm going to share with you right off the bat the key question about the Olivet Discourse. Again, that's Jesus's teaching. That's what discourse is on the Mount of Olives. And what makes it so difficult that Pope Benedict referred to this as the most difficult passage in all of the Gospels to interpret. And here it is. The question is, does the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 refer to 
the future, or perhaps the past, or both. In other words, there is a school, theological school, in studying the future biblical prophecy. That study is called eschatology. That there's the futurist school, and you can guess what futurist means. It just simply the believes that these three chapters, like Matthew 24, is referring to things in the future. The past, you may be quite unfamiliar with this school. It's called the preterist school. And the preterist school would say the bulk, and some preterists are very extreme, they would say all of Jesus's teaching in a chapter like Matthew 24 refers to something in the very distant past, the first century, not the 21st. And then there's a third school that simply says, yes, it has future aspects. Yes, it has past aspects. So there would be multiple fulfillments. So you have the future only, the past only, or both having multiple formats. Now, let me tell you about a recent evangelical prophecy TV show that I watch. I I watch these things. Don't recommend necessarily you do that, at least till you get this teaching under, under your hat and well acquainted with it, but I try to keep up with things. And on this show, they put uh, up on the screen verses from Matthew 24 regarding soon-to-occur prophetic events. And they put Matthew 24, 5, where many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will lead many astray. There's a lot of religious leaders leading many astray. So, okay, does that apply to today? You will hear of wars and rumor of wars. Well, yeah, that's in the headlines. Uh, For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And you can put up news regarding that. All this is but the beginning of birth pangs. They will then deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. Now, what if, what if Jesus giving this teaching on the Mount of Olives in 30 AD was referring primarily, or in its original context, to to something that was to occur in 70 AD? This broadcast seemed to be totally oblivious to any original meaning Jesus' teaching would have had to those who were hearing him for the first time and having application for their lives. There was absolutely nothing. It was totally the futurist viewpoint. And unfortunately, prophetic teaching on TV is generally about 98% futurist. Uh, this is this does not apply to all Protestants. This does not apply to all evangelicals, but it does apply to a very large percentage of those teaching biblical prophecy on TV and in the radio. Now, here's the question: Could this be referring to something much more immediate than the 21st century, like this TV show was saying? Well, let's look at the Scripture very carefully, and the very context, beginning in Matthew 24, it says Jesus left the temple. 
okay, the temple, center of Jerusalem, when his disciples came and pointed out to him the buildings of the temple. Okay, we're looking at the temple. We're talking about the temple. But Jesus said, you see all these, do you not? Truly, I say to you, there will not be here one stone left upon another that will not be thrown down. Of course, woof, what, what are you talking about? The temple was like, this was God's temple. This was the center of the earth. This was where God's enthroned. You're talking about the temple be thrown down? And of course, this rattled them. The next verse, verse 3, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? Now, there's really three questions here. But the first is, well, when's this going to happen? And the context is the temple being torn down. And we know it's exceedingly clear, definite, historical event. The temple was torn down by the Romans in 70 A.D., not the 21st century. Do you see this? So the very first question regarding the prophetic teaching of Jesus applied to the first century, not the 21st, in its immediate context. Now, I'm not done with this series yet. We're just getting warmed up. But the original intent, the original context is preterist or past. It's something that happened in 70 AD. Here's another tip that you get, because right after the passage that was quoted by the TV prophecy show is Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15. So when you see the desolating sacrilege spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Now, uh, there are those who take this in a very futuristic uh, viewpoint, but if you're going to do that and have any credibility, wouldn't you want to see if there is a more immediate and primary application to the very generation that Jesus was speaking to? Because he's not speaking to those living in Omaha or Los Angeles or New York. He's saying those who are in Judea, those who are living in Israel, and Judea specifically is where the city of Jerusalem is located, where the temple that Jesus just prophesied is going to be torn down is located. He says, then those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And wouldn't you know it, there is a city by the name Pella that's about two and a half miles east of the Jordan River and about 17 miles south of the Sea of Galilee that has an excellent source of fresh water. And when the Romans came, laid siege to Jerusalem, we read reports from the church historian Eusebius that the Christians fled Jerusalem as instructed by Jesus before it was uh, put under siege by the Romans, and basically Pella became a center of Christianity and a place of refuge to preserve that early 
Catholic church located in Jerusalem when the Romans came and laid siege to that city. So let's go back to our evangelical prophecy TV show, quoting verses from the first portion of Matthew 24. They seemed oblivious to the 70 AD implications of these verses and interpreted them entirely in a futuristic fashion and ignore the original meaning. Now, it doesn't mean that there can't be other interpretations and additional meanings that can be valid, but you don't reach that valid interpretation without first taking into account the historical situation with the very words were spoken. So we've got some important questions remaining in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. Here's question one. Is everything in Matthew 24 then referring to the distant past? Question two, does Matthew 24 have an application to our day and age? In other words, are there any futuristic implications from Jesus's teaching there? And then the third question, this is a big hint, is it valid to have both a futuristic and a preterist or a past interpretation of Matthew chapter 24. If you really want to understand it, let's go back to what we're going to do. We want to read and reread these three important chapters, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. There's a lot of exciting things to learn about these gospel passages. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 44 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.